what to do here. Um, yeah, let's just open up to Matthew 9. I'm going to turn my iPad off because the Lord's just leading me a totally different way here. And we'll just spend a few minutes talking about this. Um, a couple of weeks ago, the Lord woke me up and uh, woke me up in the middle of the night and and, uh, and put this scripture on my heart. And, and, you know, this has been one of my favorite scriptures. I, I, I love this scripture and, and I've read it many times and, and I'm sure many of you have heard, heard it here and we've, we've quoted it many, many times. But it's this scripture here in Matthew chapter 9 and uh, we'll just start reading in verse 27. Matthew nine twenty seven, and this, you know, uh, with everything, with the way the service is going today, and with the word the Lord's given us about expectation and believing, I think this is just a, just appropriate for us to do this this way. And I'll get back to. I've had this sermon ready for about three weeks now. I haven't got to preach it, so I, you know, I don't know whether whether uh, this other sermon that that I was going to do today. So uh, it seems like the Lord keeps interrupting us, but that's a good thing. Amen. We love God interruptions. Amen. So, uh, so anyway, the Lord woke me up and, and he put this scripture on my heart and I got up that morning and I read it and, uh, and he challenged me with something years ago. He, he had, he had challenged me with this years ago and I remember and I wrote it down in my, in my Bible and, and I went back and looked at some of my notes that, that he had, that I had written down about it, about this and just really, really it just stirred me up about, about believing and about, um, about really, and even what we talked about this morning about expectation, that word hadn't quite, I didn't get that word when the Lord spoke to me about this, but, but it goes right hand in hand with this scripture. So, uh, so let's read the scripture here in, in uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. And it says this, uh, from the, this is the New King James. It says, When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, saying, See that no man knows this. But when they departed, when they had departed, they spread the news about him to all that country. Now, um, that's, that's an incredible story. And there's a couple things that stands out in it, and we're going to read it from the message translation in just a moment, but, but there's a couple things that really stands out in it. You know, first of all, here Jesus is. He's, you know, um, many times we've, we've said this. I think, it would be, I think it would be incredible, it would have been incredible to been alive and watch Jesus operate when he was walking the earth. You know, that would have been incredible. Um, you know, because everywhere Jesus went, miracles happened. I mean, you know, people were raised from the dead. The lame, you know, you, you can go through, you can go through the book of Matthew and you can see, you can see time after time after time after time. I think there's like 12 or 13 instances in the book of Matthew alone where it says that they brought the sick to them and he healed them all. Every one of them. Could you imagine? Could you imagine, like, like for example, you know, uh, we 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 had said that uh, uh, that they're having a healing service over over open door over at Pastor John's church. Could you imagine going to a service and seeing every sick person that came in the room leave totally healed and whole? Could you imagine that? 
Now, a lot of people, I see some heads shaking, yeah, and I, I see some people not even moving their heads. But, but in reality, you know what? Very few of us can picture that happening. Because we're so accustomed to seeing maybe one or two small things happen, and then most people leave the same way they came in. But in Jesus' day, when Jesus walked the earth, when He, when he walked the earth and, and they brought people to Jesus, you know what happened? People left changed. They didn't, they didn't leave the same way they came in. Come on now. And, and, the, and here's, the thing, here's the thing about this. It's not like, it's not like anything has changed. Let me say that again. It's not like anything has changed from that time to this. Now, yes, Jesus, it was Jesus in person when he was walking there. But, but if you know the story, and we know the story, we have the entire book, we have, we have the entire Bible, we know that Jesus told his disciples, it's better for me to go away than it is for me to stay here with you. So what that tells me is this. My desire, you know, even, even when I said I would have liked to seen Jesus do those miracles and I would have liked to seen, been, you know, walked on the earth when He did, just simply for the fact of, of, you know, I don't know whether you've ever seen a miracle. I don't know whether you've ever seen something with your own eyes. But, you know, when you ever see something like that, I mean, it is, you know, it, there's no wonder we read in the Bible about, you know, how when people heard Jesus teach, and they heard what he had to say, and, and they would listen to him. They saw what he did. The Bible says time and time again, they were astonished. They were amazed. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. That's what a miracle will do. A miracle will, will flat out just, you know, make, make you leave with your mouth open. Just like, you know, what did we just see? But the problem is, instead of living, instead of living for miracles, we should be a continuous miracle. We should be a continuous uh, supernatural experience. You know, and, and Cole said it this morning, and I agree completely, that, that it, should, it should never shock us to see God do something big. Because we should have an expectation that God is going to do something. That word expectation, we should come to church believing God that we're going to see people get up out of wheelchairs, that we're going to see people walk that hadn't walked, that we're going to see people that, that got that, that, that dreaded C word diagnosis, that we should hear testimonies. We should be believing that every week we come back to church and we hear people stand up and say, the doctor said they don't understand it, but it's gone. They said this, but then I, they, they ran another test and now they can't find it. See, Amen. that should be our testimony every single week. Amen. So these two blind guys, here Jesus is. He's, he's, you know, he comes to this certain city. These two blind guys come and, and, they, and they follow him. They're crying out to him, the Bible says. If you see in verse 27, notice, notice what it said. It said that when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him crying out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. Now, when it says they were crying out, they didn't say it just one time. It says they were crying out. In other words, they were following Jesus and His disciples, and, and the whole time they were back behind Him saying, Jesus, have mercy on us. Now, I, 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 like, to, I like to put myself in the stories. Put yourself in the story, and, and what if you were one of his disciples that day? 
and you're walking and a crowd is following you and and as that crowd is following you you hear you hear some you know you constantly hear somebody crying out Jesus have mercy Jesus have mercy have, Jesus you know probably one of those disciples would would probably be wanting to say would you just be quiet because really it looks like in this story it looks like Jesus is ignoring them they're following Jesus and they're crying out, Jesus, have mercy. But he doesn't do nothing. He goes into a house. They're standing on the outside probably saying, Jesus, have mercy. I love the story of, of Bartimaeus. If you read that story, uh, the Bible says that he's standing on the side and he's doing the same thing. He's crying out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And in that story, the people beside him were over there saying, shh. Be quiet. Be quiet. Don't bother the master. You know, you're getting loud. Be quiet. But the Bible says that he, that Bartimaeus cried out all the more. So he got louder. And I don't, I don't think it was just a, um, I don't think it was just a simple, uh, you know, Jesus, Jesus. I think it was, if you were trying to get somebody's attention and it was really important to you, how would you be calling them? Yeah. Hey, Jesus, over here! Yeah. Hey! Woo! Over here! You know, waving his hands. Look! Look! Trying to get his attention. And, and that's why people were telling him, hey, quiet down. Don't, don't be so loud. You're bothering Jesus. And you know, and it's, that story of Bartimaeus is pretty cool because, because Jesus stopped and, and he said, and he, and actually it's kind of funny if you read that story and see the, see the, the, the basis of it. Jesus stopped and he told the very people in the crowd that were telling Bartimaeus to be quiet. He, he instructed them, bring him to me. So all of a sudden they went from, Shh, be quiet, be quiet, you're bothering him, to, okay, Bartimaeus, Jesus wants to see you. And they brought, you know, the very people that were telling him to be quiet were the very ones that brought him to Jesus. Bartimaeus stands before, Bartimaeus stands before Jesus. Now, and this is always one of those funny questions to me that Jesus always asks. But listen, this is the reason it's so important to be specific and to have expectation. They brought Bartimaeus before Jesus and stands him before him. And, and watch the question Jesus asked Bartimaeus. What do you want me to do for you? Now, isn't that something? Here, here Bartimaeus was blind, yelling out, screaming, Hey, I'm blind over here. Heal me. Have mercy on me. And, he, and they bring him before Jesus and he asked the question, What do you want me to do for you? Because you realize some people, some people want to keep their sickness. Some people, their identity is wrapped up in their sickness. Listen, I've heard stories. I've heard stories of people, people not wanting to get healed because they'll lose their disability check. True stories. You know, one person, one person, the, the minister asked him, said, said, you, you believe God can heal you? And he said, well, yeah, but he said, I don't know that I want him to. And he said, what are you talking about? He said, well, he said, well, what am I going to do for income? He said, I get a disability check. Now think about that. You see, so Jesus asked Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus, of course, he said, that I might see. So Jesus heals him, you know, and, and just, and that's a wonderful story. And, you know, and, and we always call him blind Bart, but he's not blind anymore. We just need to call it the story of Bartimaeus, right? I mean, 
Because, you know, he was blind, but he met Jesus. But here in this story, here in this story, so they're, they're crying out to Jesus, you know, crying out to him. And Jesus walks into the house, and they're so persistent that they follow him into the house. And they go into the house where Jesus is. They make their way in. It's kind of like the story with the woman, the issue of blood, right? You know, that she pressed through the crowd, crawling on her hands and knees to touch the hem of it. If I could just touch the hem of his garment. These two blind men were probably saying, if we could just get in front of Jesus, if we could just talk to him, he, I, we know that he would heal us. So these two guys come in front of Jesus and they get, they come into the house there and Jesus finally, finally addresses them. And he says, he says, do you believe? Now, see, now that, here that is. That, isn't that a funny question again? If they didn't believe that Jesus could heal them, would they have followed him all that way, crying out? And would they, would they have pushed their way into the house if they didn't believe? But yet Jesus asked them a very specific question. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they had to use their words. They had to say, yes, we believe. And when they said, yes, we believe, he said an interesting statement. He said this. He said, according to your faith, be it done to you. Now, the message translation to that verse, uh, Paul, if you put up verse uh, 29, Matthew 9, 29, from the message translation, I love this from the message because this, you know, and this is the statement that the Lord that the Lord really uh, jumped out at me and, and, and really challenged me with. It says this. Jesus said, he t- or, you know, he asked if they believed, and they said yes. Verse 29 says, so he touched their eyes and he said this. Become what you believe. Become what you believe. I asked this question, this, I asked you this question this morning, that if you, if you, got, if, if you got what you came expecting for this morning, what would you have gotten? If, if whatever you came expecting God to do for you this morning when you came to church, if that's what you got, what would it be? The sad reality is that for many people, probably many sitting here, others, people go to church you know, all across the world, and they go to church without any expectation of God doing something for them. So if they got what they believed, they would walk out the same way that they walked in. Amen or oh me. I mean, you know, for many of us, it'd be oh me. You know, you know, I mean, but, but yet the reality is Jesus told these two guys, he, he looked at them and, and in the message translation, you know, kind of puts it in just modern language, maybe something the way we would say it. But Jesus, he said, he touched them and he said, become what you believe. Let me ask you a question this morning. If you became what you, what you were believing for right now, what would you become? You know, because listen, many people, many people put more faith in what the enemy can do than what God can do. Many people put more faith in, in what the doctors tell them is going to happen than what God says is going to happen. What if, you know, man, I mean, you could go so many places with that. What if, 
What if we truly became what we believed? You know, uh, there's another scripture. Jesus was talking about the end times. And, uh, and at the end of it, he said, um, I'm trying to think where that scripture is. It's not coming to back up right here. But, but Jesus said this. He said, he said, when, he said, when the, he said, when, when the, at the end of time, he said, when the Lord returns, Will he find faith on the earth? So evidently, Jesus, you know, with the question he asked these two blind guys, and even him saying that, prophesying about end times, he knew that faith would be a, a real issue with his, with his church. Will he find faith on the earth when he returns? Let me ask you that. If Jesus, if Jesus were to stand right in front of you this morning and say, and say, you know, become what you believe. What would that look like? Where is our expectation? Where are, what are you believing God to do for you today? I told somebody that um, we were having this discussion, I think maybe in the men's group or somewhere, you know, um, you know, for years... I had, uh, and all of you know this. This is nothing new for anybody. Uh, but for years, I had I had been believing God for my hips. You know, I went, you know, and and for the longest time, you know, I would see victory. I would they wouldn't hurt for a while, and then and then you know they it would come back, and that pain would come back, and and I would I would have some bad pain that at times I, I had trouble walking up steps. They are near the end, right before I had surgery. And, uh, and you know, to be honest with you, I, one of the things I struggled with was because I struggled and I said, I said, how can I, as somebody who, who, who stands before people and teaches faith, how can, how can I turn around and have surgery? What will people think? Just, just bearing my heart to you this morning. You know, and I struggled. I struggled with that question. I wouldn't go to the doctor. I wouldn't go to the doctor and see about my hips. You can ask Stacy, because because I had because one of the things I that I struggled with is what will people think? Because here I am, a you know a big faith preacher, went to Rama, served Brother Hagen. You know, boy, I mean, yeah, a man full of faith, and now here I am having to go to the doctor to get surgery. But you know, looking back on it, you know, and, and so so one day the Lord just told me. I mean, he, he just I heard him. I heard him as clear as I've. As I've heard it, he, he told me, he said, son, if you want to have surgery, go ahead and do it. It's okay. So, so we, I had the surgery on both my hips, and you know what? I mean, I don't regret it one bit because it's the best choice I, the best choice I make is I can walk and run and, and pain-free. Amen. Now, is it, the, is it God's best the way that happened? I would say it's not God's best, but here's what I would say. I would just, I, looking back on that, here's, here's the reason I said all that. Looking back on that, I realized, I realized that the one thing I did was this. I, I accepted the fact that I was just going to be in pain, and I, I accepted uh, that, that way of living for myself. Now, I was, I was still saying I was believing God, but you know what? I had just got to the point, I believed God for so long, I had just got to the point where, where I just said, I just, you know, just in my heart, I didn't say it physically, you know, just with words, but looking back on it now, I can see that. I, I just got to the place where I just accepted it. And I truly, and if I accepted it, 
then I truly wasn't in faith for it. Now, at the time, I would have told you I was in faith. I would have told you, yeah, I'm believing God, you know, I'm, I, with everything I got. I, but really and truly, I, I really wasn't in true biblical faith. Because I had already accepted the fact that I was just going to be in pain and, and it was just a way of life. And, you know, and so, so thank God in His mercy and in His grace toward me, I mean, you know, man, He, he, he worked through the, through the doctor's hands and, and thank God that I'm pain free today. Amen. I mean, I, like I said, I, I've, I've, you know, have no regrets of that. And they actually found, through that whole process, they found, a, you know, some heart problems that I had too and that whole thing. You remember that? And, 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 you know, God fixed that as well, you know. But, but, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is this. If you have an expectation on something, there's, there's, there's no plan B's. I tell this story up at the, up at mom's house, uh, at the end of the road, they, uh, there's this country store that was there and it had been closed for a while and this, this, uh, somebody bought it and they wanted to put a, a restaurant in it. So they bought it and they had, they had, they had redone everything and spent a lot of money, you know, renovating it and, and doing different things and they were going to put this restaurant in it. Got up to the very end and, and I don't know how it worked out or whatever, but somehow DHEC wouldn't approve it and, and so, they had to put a, they just put a convenience store there, you know, just a, just a convenience store. And they, they named it Plan B. And you know, and to, to be honest with you, many people live with Plan B. Many people will say, well, hey, I'm believing God, but if, if that don't work out, then here's what I'm going to do. And in all reality, that's not true biblical faith. True biblical faith says, I'm believing God and that's it. Sink or swim, this is where I, this is where I am. This is my expectation. This is, this is what I'm believing. Now listen, I, I mean, there's no condemnation in that because, you know what, we've all done it. Amen. Many of us are doing it right now in areas in our life. But what, all I want to do, I want to challenge you this morning. Listen, we serve a big God. And we serve a God that still does the miraculous. We serve a God that still heals, that still delivers, that still, that still sets free, that blesses. I mean, listen, nothing about God has changed. I, I believe it's time for us. I believe God's calling us as a church, as individuals, as families. I truly believe God is calling us to step up and start believing God for the, for the bigger things. If you, you know, and, and I've, I've said this, I've said this many times. If, if, if you can, if you can go through your day without, without calling out to God saying, God, if you don't show up today, I'm through. God, I'm going to have to see your hand in this. You're going to have to move. If, if you can make it through your day without, without saying to God, you know, I have to have you today, you're not living big enough. Amen. Because see, what you're saying is this. If, if you don't need God, to come through for you today, then you can do it in your own strength and in your own ability. And God never wants us to live without Him. God wants you and I to be so dependent on Him that every breath we take, every step we take, every, every choice we make, we get Him involved in it. There's a scripture in 1 Peter uh, that I was going to read today, but, but it talks about the manifold grace of God. And is the many sides of God, the many varieties of the grace of God. And, you know, the grace of God, we've been talking about it. This year, 
This, listen, this year God has, has spoken to us and said this is a but God year. But if we never, if we never give God opportunity to do something, we'll never have those but God moments. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing we find. Hebrews 4, it talks about the throne of grace. And it says we can come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find help in our time of need. You, you might say, well, you know, I just don't see God's grace in my life. Well, it could be that you don't have a need. You haven't, you haven't lived your life to the point where you've got to have God show up in your life. You're doing it in your own strength, your own ability. Now, I'm not talking about living recklessly and, and carelessly. That's not, that's not it at all. But what we're saying is we, if we, we need to get God involved in every area of our life. I don't, I don't know how else to, I don't know how else to say that. I don't know, you know. I want to challenge you guys. Listen, I want to challenge you today. I want you to leave with with this thought in mind. I want those, you know, because that, that that phrase that Jesus said to them rang in my ears for about two weeks. And every time, every time that that I that that I would that I would. Uh, uh, go to do something. Every decision I went to make or every time I would come into this building or, or you know, I would go into prayer or something, I would, hear, I would hear those words. Become what you believe. Become what you believe. Become what you believe. And it challenged me. Am I believing big enough? Am I believing... Am I, am I trusting God? Am I believing Him to do such big things in my life that without Him... Man, I, I mean, without him, this, this whole thing's going to fall apart. Yeah. You see, because it's when you get to that point, it's when you believe God for the big things, that's when you start having those but God moments. When, when God comes through, and when, when the doctor says it'll take six months for you to move your arm, and two days later you're raising your arm. Amen. When, do, when the doctors say, well, you'll have to have this many treatments. And, and after, after the, you know, even before you go to the first one, the doctor says, well, I don't know what happened, but it's gone. You know, the bank says, the bank says, well, we're not going to loan you the money, but something else, total, something else just happens just supernaturally and, and you're able to do it without the bank. See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about believing God, stretching our faith to the point where, to where, you know, I don't. I just. I don't have words for it this morning. But, but stretching your faith to the point where people people sometimes look at you and just shake their head like, like you know, wow, I, I, you know, why are you doing that? You know, it's better to it's better to trust God than to trust man's opinion. You know Ben's testimony. You know losing his wallet. I can hear I can hear people say, "Oh man, you know somebody's going to steal your identity. Somebody's going, you know, your credit's going to be ruined now. They're going to, you know, they're going to take everything in your bank account. They're going to do this, going to do that. You know, and he could have got in fear and worry. But you know what he did? Hey, go agree with your wife. Grab her hand. Two, two together. When two agree to anything, touching heaven and earth. It'll be done. And a husband and wife, the power of a husband and wife praying together. You know, the very day, the, the, you know, his wallet gets returned. 
Man, that's, see, I mean, guys, that, that's, that's the way that we should live. That's the testimonies that we should have. You know, we should, we should be looking. I mean, there, we should be looking for ways that we can bless people, ways that we can minister to people. And not be ashamed of it. So if you, if, if you were to leave here today, and, and my, my prayer is this as we get ready to close today. My prayer is simply this. I pray that those words just echo in your heart this week. Become what you believe. Become what you believe. I, you know, uh, I'll finish Joel's story. Some of you may not know what he was talking about when he was giving his testimony, but you know, uh, Joel's working on our field out here, and he's, uh, you know, and, and in the years past, all his bins like broom straw. It hadn't really grown any any type of good grass or anything. We had a guy that was cutting it for us, and and he did a good job cutting it, and and you know, and and rolling it up, and he used it for whatever. But but it just didn't grow good grass. Well, that guy uh, through the process of time, he couldn't do it anymore, and Joel took over, and and uh, so so. So he did a lot of work on it and cleaned it off. We burned it a couple of weeks ago. He burned it, not we. He did, and <laughs> and uh, uh, and you know, and he. Yeah, I was here watching him burn it. You know, so I was really being more nosy than I was anything, but uh, watching how he's doing. But he, we burn it, and, and he burned it. I said we, he burned it, and, and you know, to get the to get that old thatch off and everything, and. And then, and he was going to put some seed down. And he told me when he, when, when he was getting ready to order the seed, he said, well, I want to, he said, I want to put that seed out like a day before it's going to rain. He said, when I know it's going to rain, I want to put that seed out. Well, so I, I was driving up here yesterday and uh, I was going to that church service and I saw Joel out here spreading some stuff. And I thought, well, he must just be doing fertilizer or something because I had looked at my, I had looked at my weather app and, and it didn't show any rain until like Thursday. You know, and I thought, well, he said he was going to do it like the day before it was going to rain, you know. So, so I stopped in and talked to him for a second, you know. Sure enough, he said he was going to, he was going to sow the seed that, that evening and, uh, yesterday evening. And, and I just left him and I had the thought. I mean, just to be honest with you, I just had the thought. I, I thought, I thought he said he was going to do it before it rained. I said, well, I said, I guess a couple of days won't hurt it. You know, that's what my thought was. A couple of days won't hurt it and, you know, it'll be fine. And, uh, and so I, I went to, I went to the church service, you know, and, I, I was leaving. It was about 9.30 when I came back through. And as I drove through here, it was sprinkling. It was raining here at the church last night at 9.30. And I thought, I thought, well, I didn't know it was supposed to rain. When I got to Sitco, <clears throat> when it started. Yeah, so he, so he finished it, and then from here down there, it started raining. So then this morning, we, we come in, we're practicing praise and worship, and, uh, and, and I, I heard something. I thought, you know, because we get, we get here pretty early, and, and I heard something. I thought, what? Is, I said, that sounds like rain. And, and I walked out there, and I, I walked out to the front door, and I saw it just coming, a good, steady, not a downpour, but a good, steady rain. And I just smiled, and I thought, I thought, that Joel? I said, there God is blessing him again. Yeah. 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 And, and it, rained for, it rained for about 10 to 15 minutes here. And then just, and it stopped raining and the sun came out. You know, and I was just like, I'm just like, I can't, but I, look at that. I got to add one more thing to that. Yeah. That God showed me that it's going to work through irrelevant of my doubt and my, and my anxiety over it that I've been feeling this past week. I told you my, my anxiety has been the fact that how am I going to spread it so light? I've never yeah. done it yeah. this way and I've been afraid. And 
God showed me why he had me not open it until it was time to put it yeah. out and why he had me put those three bags of, uh, uh, of fertilizer out. If I'd have opened it before yesterday, I'd have been <laughs> like crazy. Because when I opened it up, it looked like mustard seed. It's tiny. Oh, wow. It's dust. It looked like nothing. And I thought, I've never spread seed this Thin, tiny. yeah, that tiny. Accurately, this costly. I made one tiny boo-boo. And I, oh my gosh. And that's why he didn't have me open it before yesterday. That's why he had me do those three, which three and twelve, my two favorite numbers in the world, just because of things that the Lord has shown me. So the three that way or divinity I don't know <laughs> just shocking time and time again and he showed me what he needed to show me I wanted to call you last night I did what I wanted to call you a woman loved it that shit though like I couldn't believe it starts raining I'm just done by it it may not seem like anything but the rain to fall out of the clouds are already there but I can't yep. tell you what it but just doing something not knowing why I don't care if it sounds like a little thing to you that's right, amen. And in your avenue, of your walk of life, your thing is your store, your thing may not seem like something big to someone else, but it'll mean the world to you and your papa loves you. That's right, amen, and that, amen. And listen, and, and I'm, I'm asking, is yeah. this really from you? And I promise you, if it's from him, and you let him know that you believe it from him, he'll either say, no, it isn't from me before you do it, or he'll bless it. And listen, obedience, yeah, obedience, when you just simply obey God, whether you understand it or not, when you obey God, you'll see, you'll see unreal things happen. Robbie, you had, did you have something? <laughs> it's Joel's fault. <laughs> it, was, it was watering the seed in our field. That's why it rained. That's why it was raining. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So listen, so so I say all that, and I'm finishing up. I say all that just to say this. You know, just become what you believe. Believe God. Be you know, look look for areas, look for ways just to believe God in a big way. Because you see, when you hear testimonies like that. Then you then you'll just shake your head and say, "That's my God, but God, right?" And and that's the year that we're living in. We're living in a but God year. Now you might say, "Well, Pastor, what do I do if I'm not, you know, um, I haven't been believing God that big. I haven't, you know, I haven't been trusting Him in that way." The simplest thing: just start believing right now. Start trusting Him right now. Start turn your expectation on. Start today saying, "Right now, I'm going to start believing God for the miraculous." I'm going to start believing God for something so big that, that it'll blow everybody away when God does it. And then make sure, make sure when, when it happens that you give Him the glory for it. That you don't take any, you don't take any of the praise, you know, when people praise you for it, you can say, well, glory to God, you know, thank God that He, that, that God's blessings are on my life. Amen. Now, you know, well, I won't even get it. But, but you know, just, just make sure you give God the glory. Amen. Make sure that you praise Him, that you let people know that, God, that it's God's blessings on your life. But go with those words in mind this morning. What if I became what I believed? What if I became what I believed? What would I be? And I believe that we've got a group of people here at Destiny. I believe that we've got some people that would become 
some mighty men and women of God. That they would see miracles. They would see the sick healed. They would see the, the dead raised. They would, see, they would see just incredible things in their lives if we all became what we believed. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, God is good. Amen? And He's, he's, he's good to all of us. Before we go, I've got one thing I want to do. King, come up here a second. I want to introduce somebody to you. I'm embarrassed, King. So. This, is, uh, this is our new son. <laughs> we look alike, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just it. Uh, King is a student at Comenius, and where uh, Noah and Madison and uh, where where they go to school, and where and Olivia, and where Katie teaches. And King is from Nigeria, and he came over in December, and he's uh, uh, he came over to play basketball, and and to, you know that's that's a desire of his heart. And I'm believing that I'm believing that one day he's going to be playing in the NBA and he'll give us season tickets and we'll be able to come see him play all the time, amen. And uh, now I just but but we have uh, we have agreed for King to live with us through at least through uh, probably June or July something like that. We don't know what's going to happen after that, but but so you're going to be seeing a lot of King for the uh, he's he's one of our kids now, so he'll be he'll be here with us uh, at church. So make sure that you uh, make sure you welcome him and. Uh, his dad's a pastor in, uh, in Nigeria, and she said he's watching. So you wave at your dad. He's watching. Say, hey, Dad. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I wanted to introduce King to you, and, uh, and this is, his name is King Promise. What a name. Amen. And uh, so, but he, he is a, a, a truly going to be a, a big man of God, and, and we're believing God for big things for him. And so welcome him and get to know him and, uh, and you know, he, he can, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be a, a big asset to us for the next couple months. Amen. So uh, make sure, I just wanted to uh, introduce him to you because you'll be seeing him around a lot. So, uh, so God bless you, King. Thank you, bro. So, <clears throat> amen. All right. So this week, this week, listen, I want you to go with that thought in mind. What would you become if, if you became what you believed right now? So get, get your heart, get your, get your expectation up, get your heart up, you know, to believe God for big things. See the miraculous. Believe God for the miraculous. You can't believe God big enough. Amen? I mean, you might think it's big, then just go a little bit bigger. Amen? And, uh, and if, and if, if you, listen, if you get out of, if you get out of line, the Holy Spirit will say, okay, rein that back in a little bit. Amen? I mean, but, but listen, just listen to Papa. Do, do what He tells you to do. Amen? And believe God for big things in your life. Listen, we love you. We're believing God for, we're believing God for the miraculous for you. I know that great things are going to happen in, in each one of your lives. This week, I believe this week even was going to be a but God moment for each one of you. I believe that God's going to do big things and that, that big things are going to happen. We're, we'll have, listen, every week we're going to have testimonies of what God's doing in the lives of His people. Amen. So God bless you guys. We love you and you're dismissed.